All right, we'll be uh, teaching this morning out of Exodus chapter 34. I'd like to thank everybody for being here this morning. This uh, year flying by, September the 24th, 2023. Uh, just a blessing. Being the family of God, blessing being the house of God. Uh, blessing, know your names in the book, send on the blood. No praise God, you got a home. I'm telling you, they're coming after your home. Uh, how relevant, Brother Eddie? Well, let's put it in simple terms. Next year is the last year you'll be able to mow your yard legally with a combustible engine. You'll have to mow it in 2025. They've already got, I stopped by Walmart last night to get a tarp. They've already got electric lawnmowers in Walmart already. But in 2025, you'll have to have an electric lawnmower trying to save the planet. You know, we we got to spend billions, uh, you know, waste of money, waste of effort. But, you know, man's not God, but man wants to be God. And in man's effort to be God, he sets the law down. And uh, through the law, there you'll find this out. I've done already found it out, but you'll find this out pretty soon. That you won't be able to be allowed to mow your yard legally with a combustion engine after 2024. Don't tell me elections don't have consequences. I'll tell you one even further. If it wasn't for the Constitution, we'd all be lined up in front of a firing squad this morning. Amen. Don't worry, they're working on that constitutional barrier. Mm -hmm. They're chipping away at it. Uh, these are truly perilous times. Bill Myers said a society can't survive with religion in the midst of it. They've got to get rid of us. You know, you love the Lord, you're in the way. Don't worry, we're going to get out of the way. The Bible talks about, you know, we'll be removed out of the way there. And uh, I think it's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. But we're just in the way. That's all the problem is. You know, they can do so much better without us. And uh, they'll get that opportunity to find out how wrong they were. Yeah. When we're out of the way, when we're taken out of the way, uh, they're going to think they got it made, but they're going to find out it's going to get really bad without us around. Alright. Uh, we want to have a quick word of prayer here before we teach a lesson this morning. Now that I got everybody good and woke up and mad and, and uh, worrying, worrying and worrying and all that right there. Mm -mm. Uh, Father, we thank you that you're on the throne above all thrones, that your name's above every name. Lord, that there doesn't even a sparrow fall that your eye didn't see. And Lord, you love us and you're touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Uh, Lord, you're tempted in all ways as we are, yet without sin. You're the good shepherd that loves your sheep. You come and visit us. You tend to us. You, you carry us when we can't go. You encourage us. You strengthen us. You renew our strength as the eagle. Lord, you're such a blessing. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for this little church. And Lord, you're always welcome to come in here, Lord, and have the preeminence at any time yes. in this church. Whatever, Lord, you want, that's what we want. If you want it to be a singing service, Lord, Brenda's already ready to sing. Lord, if you want it to be teaching or preaching or praising, Lord, that's what we want. Lord, we pray right now for your blessing. We're going to be teaching this morning. We want the blessing of God upon the teaching. Open our eyes. Open our ears. Open our understanding. Yeah. We may be able to partake of the heavenly things. 
may be able to sup with you at your table. Uh, Lord, we pray, Father God, for those that are sick. Brother Ed just mentioned Teresa's stomach's out of whack, and my wife also, Lord, in the same category this morning. We pray for Teresa, pray for my wife, probably others. Lord, uh, just seem like Father that go through such extremes uh, to try to uh, inflict the people of this country. Uh, a Chinese bio lab found in California for the only purpose of making deadly diseases and deadly sickness, Lord, to unleash upon the people of this free country. Lord, I thank God for a place called heaven. I thank God, Lord, there'll be no more devil to, to seek to devour a sword. walks about seeking whom he may devour. Talking to Brother Donnie yesterday about how the devil looking for victims, how he wants to find a way and find, find some way to cause trouble. And Lord, we're so thankful, Lord, for that good shepherd that leads us in the paths of righteousness, leads us to the green pastures, that leads us beside the still waters. Bless those that are sick. Bless this lesson today. Bless your name here today, Lord, because we love your name. And Lord, we love your word. And we pray for all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, we just finished up Exodus chapter 33. And Moses here, he's wanting to see God. And God shows him the back side uh, of the Lord. Uh, he said, Behold, there's a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon the rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passes by, that I will put thee in the cliff of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Uh, God allows us to see him as he is. Uh, we'll see him not only as he is, but the Bible said in First John, uh, we'll be like him when we see him. Amen. Mm -hmm. But uh, here, uh, Moses has a desire to see God. And uh, praise God, uh, we can see him uh, in the scripture. We yeah. can see him. Uh, you know, in dreams and visions and prayers. And uh, uh, I'll just tell you, praise God for the ability that God allows us to see Him yeah. as our present help time of trouble. Allows us to see Him as one that will never leave us nor forsake us. But Moses, the difference between Moses and us is Moses represents the law. Paul said, I've not known sin but by the law. Right. And he said the law was his schoolmaster to bring him to Christ. But uh, we're we're not law, we're grace. Uh, he said in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, by the grace of God I am what I am. And that's what I am. I'm saved. I'm, I'm uh, safe. I'm sealed. Uh, hey, I've got eternal life. Uh, thanks to the Holy Spirit of God and the grace of God. I'm a citizen of heaven already seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, that's, that's a blessing right there. Boy, that, that just takes a sting out of everything that the yeah, devil throws at me. That's right. But hey, when the devil reminds me of my past, I mind him of his, his future. <laughs> you know, when he comes against me, I, I tell him, I tell you what, you go talk to my Savior. And I tell you what, get back with me. I'm glad I've got an advocate, which is a lawyer, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a righteous judge. And uh, even though Judy sees me, he don't see me as I am. He sees me as one that's been redeemed. He sees me 
what I'm going to be. You know, a parent, uh, they said, uh, you know, we got a face only a mother can love. Well, you know, God has given us that kind of a, of a standing. God loves us no matter what. And uh, Paul talked about the love of God constrained him. He said, you know, it's what kept him where he needed to be, kept him doing what he needed to do. But uh, here, law here, law wants to see God, and law is held back. But grace can come into the Holy of Holies, Brenda. We can come right to the throne of God yeah. and say, Papa, I'd like to talk to you a minute. He said, come on up there in my lap and let's talk a while. Amen. Grace gave us that entrance into the Holy of Holies. Grace gave us acceptance in the Beloved. I'll tell you, that's the difference between law and grace. The Lord tells Moses here in chapter 1, I'm sorry, chapter 33, 34, verse 1. Come on, Eddie, spit it out. Yeah. And the Lord said unto Moses, Hear thee two tables of stone like unto the first, and I will write upon these tables, the tablets, the words which were in the first tablets, which thou breakest. Uh, Moses was the first one to break the Ten Commandments. He broke them coming down uh, when he saw uh, just how bad uh, the people of Israel had sinned. And you yeah. find that in the previous chapter, verse number 19, Moses' anger waxed hot and he cast the tables of stone written with the finger of God out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. He didn't even get off the mount with those two tablets. God tells him here to make two more. And he says, Be ready in the morning, and come up in the morning under Mount Sinai, and present thyself there to me in the top of the mountain. You talking about a meeting, Brother Donnie? Uh, he gave me have a meeting. Amen. God told him what to bring. And no man shall come up with thee, neither shall any man be seen uh, throughout all the mount, neither let the flocks nor the herds feed before that mount. And he hewed two tablets of stone uh, like unto the first. And Moses rose up early in the morning. I like that early in the morning. I got up probably way too early this morning. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm already ready for the meeting over here at Oak Forest. We got a revival going to start at Oak Forest October the 21st. I'm already re ready for the Jubilee going to start at, uh, at uh, October the 1st at Bethel Baptist Church. I'm ready for the service here this morning, the service tonight, yeah. this Sunday school lesson and Wednesday night. But uh, you get up early and you can get ready. Moses rose up early in the morning, Judy, and he went up into or into Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him and took in his hand the two tables of stone. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Yeah. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, yeah. and abundant in goodness and truth, but head keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. What a God. <laughs> forgiving transgression and sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children to the third and to the fourth generation. I want you to notice what Moses did. He wanted to see the backside of God. And here he is 
He sees the backside of God and he hears the proclamation of the great God that's so long-suffering, so merciful, so abundant in goodness and truth and keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sins. And, and Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and he worshipped. You know, you get close to God, the first thing you want to do, if you're Sister Brenda, you'll want to sing a song. If you're Brother Donnie, you'll want to praise the Lord. If you're Brother Ed, I'm telling you, you want to get a little closer, amen. And if you're Sister Judy, you just want to be there, amen. I just want to be in the presence, amen. You know what you just read there, I don't know if you noticed or not, but God didn't even get angry at Moses when he destroyed those Ten Commandments. That's true. Because of why he destroyed them. Right, you're right. Yeah. God just showing him a little bit of what he puts up with every day. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, Moses got to see the real thing. You know, we hear about things and hit see about things. But when you see things as they really are, I mean, he had an opinion of the people of Israel, and it was a good opinion. Yeah. But when he come down and saw just how bad it really was, he lost it there. He got yeah. mad, threw the tablets yeah. down, broke them. That's God true. here showing him that, Moses, you're just no comparison to me. I can put up with all of their doings. I, 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 I can be merciful. I can be gracious. I can be long-suffering. I can be abundant in goodness and truth. I can keep mercy for a thousand. I can forgive iniquity and transgression and sin. But he said, I will by no means clear the guilty. I was guilty. That's right. Yeah. April 27th, yeah, we were. 1988. I was condemned. Yeah. The sentence of death had already been passed on me. Brother Donnie, I was as good as dead already, as good yeah. as in hell already. Yeah. Somebody told me about a man, man named Jesus. And they said, Eddie, Jesus will forgive you. Now, I just want you to know, I'm going to heaven by the grace of God, but I didn't have the grace of God till I come to Jesus and ask for mercy and ask for forgiveness. And you know, I, I, I truly didn't deserve it. I'll be the first one to get up and say myself, I did not deserve mercy. I did not deserve forgiveness. But I'll tell you right now, this great God that we just read about right here, uh, He did give me mercy. Uh, he did give me forgiveness. Uh, he did give me, uh, you know, uh, long suffering to allow me to live 34 years in the condition I was in. And He was abundant goodness and truth. Moses here, no comparison at all to God. So Moses done like all good Baptists. Uh, he got down quick, bowed his head towards the earth yeah. and worshipped. And he said, if now I have found grace in thy sight, and I did. He said, let my Lord, I pray thee, go among us. For it is a stiff-necked people and pardon our iniquity yeah. and our sins. Our sin and take us for thine inheritance. He's pleading with God there, Brother Ed. Yes, he is. And uh, he said, Behold, I make a covenant mm -hmm. before all thy people. I will do marvels such as not been done in all the earth. You know, you got to convince people sometimes. Uh, we'll be preaching along those lines even this morning in the service. But uh, people have to be reminded. They have to be continually reminded. And uh, they have to be continually seen, see things and hear things to keep going. Uh, we get stuck. Uh, we get uh, marred up. Uh, we give up. We, we sometimes quit. But 
when God starts doing things like He's talking about right here, it helps you to keep going. He made, a, he made a covenant right here. He made a covenant also with a rainbow. Yeah. And He made a covenant with me when He saved me. He said, yeah. man, if you'll believe in me and trust in me, I'll take you to heaven. I'll oh, it's pretty you, good. Jesus. Pretty good this morning, I'll tell you right now. God is a reasonable God. He said, come let us reason together. He'd work about anything you got. You can, you can talk to God if you're saved. You can talk to God like I'm talking here this morning on any terms you want to talk to Him. Mm -hmm. I'll just tell you. Nothing any sweeter than waking up at 4 o'clock yeah. in the morning. It's real quiet. Nothing Amen. moving. You're getting you warmer. You're no noise. And just you and God talking. You're right, brother. And you know what I found out? God's always ready to listen. <laughs> oh, he's sir. Now, I've tried to talk to a lot of people. They'll walk off while I'm yeah, talking oh, to them, yeah. Judy. Yeah, he's I say, hey, I'm talking to you. And they just keep on going. But yeah. God, he'll just sit right there. And I, like Brother Ed said, the earlier you get up, the more time you spend with him. We know every day has got, you know, burdens to bear and things to do. Where God punches the clock, Donnie, he works at a, he listen. They want him there at a certain time, he punches that clock. And then they tell him all he's got to do. And he faints and says, just me, got to do all that? They give him a little help. And the Lord gives him a little help. Somebody Amen. makes it through the day. Amen. But, uh, you know, I don't punch the clock no more, but I still got things to do. Don't, don't, don't worry about me not having nothing to do. Right. Me and Brother Ed come over here and worked on that shelter out there trying to get ready for the homecoming. Yeah. Two old men in the trunk. <laughs> and we shake it like a leaf. And we didn't get it as straight as we wanted, but we did get it where it stay up there and they got to use it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, every day brings some kind of burden. Sister Judy, bless her heart. She wanted to be here this morning. God worked it out where she yeah. could be here. She's on the front row. Hallelujah. Amen. But God here, He says, I'll do marvels such as not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord. For it is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. Observe thou that which I command thee this day. Behold, I drive out before thee the Amorite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite, and the Prusite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. You know, I, <laughs> this may sound kind of strange. we got fleas in our house right now. I'm down there praying God to get rid of them. And uh, hey, I, I had ants in the house. I got down praying for them to get rid of the ants. Brenda, I had black ants running through the house like crazy. They're gone. So I'm praying now to get rid of the fleas. Amen. Yeah. Then after that, I'll ask you to get rid of the mice, get rid of the spiders, termites. Hey, uh, <laughs> there's nothing. God, He got rid of the, listen to this. He got rid of the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Hivite, the Prisite, the Hivite, and the Jasbisite. That's right. And then the Lord said, Take heed to thyself, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land. You know, we're in this world, but we're not of this world, Judy. That's right. But you know what this world will come by and say, Judy. I got something you need. You say, I don't need nothing but the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's pretty firmly, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. They'll come by Brenda's house and say, Brenda, boy, if you only had one of these, boy, you'd be on the mountain, you know. And Brenda said, I don't need that. I got the Lord. He's, a, I, I, he's all I need. Uh, somebody, said, somebody said these children was doing a Christmas play. And uh, in the Christmas play, uh, one of the girls was supposed to quote Psalms 23. And uh, she was a young girl, young black girl, and she got up there, of course, she was nervous, and she was shaking, you know, and she said, the Lord is my shepherd, and he's all I need. Of course, they thought that was funny, but I'll tell you what, that's pretty damn burn good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want where it's supposed to be, but she said, the Lord is my shepherd, he's all I need. That worked pretty good for her, amen. amen. But uh, anyway, 
God here tells Moses, this is kind of a warning, take heed to thyself. Mm. Uh, I've noticed uh, watching TV, it's more commercials than it is anything. Mm. <laughs> Even on the news, there's like five minutes of news and 15 minutes of commercials, and then five minutes of news and 15 minutes of commercials. Hey, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm like Brother Ed, just get up morning, spend time with the Lord, and then go through the day just praising, rejoicing the Lord. Amen. But the Lord here said, uh, Take heed to thyself, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where thou goest, lest, lest it be for a snare in the midst of thee. You know, uh, God told Cain in Genesis chapter 4, he said, Sin lieth at the door. Yeah. That just means it wants in. Uh, it's trying to find a way in. And uh, when you open that door, just tell sin you're not welcome here. Right. And shut the door behind you. Don't leave the door open. But uh, sin, uh, it's like a serpent. It'll creep in. And the Lord here tells Moses, Take heed to thyself, mm-hmm. lest thou make a covenant. You know, this country. Uh, let me say a little bit about America here real quick. Uh, united we stand and divided we fall. We're not united anymore on anything. And we're so divided that we can't stand anymore. And I'll be talking along those lines somewhat tonight. But uh, what made us united was uh, our Constitution and also our Declaration of Independence. And uh, uh, you know, we're, we're endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights uh, given to us by our Creator, the right to life, to liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those are three good rights that free people enjoy. But if you're not careful, uh, we'll be speaking tonight about the living of America. How we went from so great a country to the weak country that we've become and even becoming even weaker day by day. Mm. Uh, I'll be mentioning some things tonight. Like I said, it'll rock your boat. Uh, I would mention this morning, but this is a pretty severe message tonight. Uh, Facts and information that uh, if anybody's interested, I want them to come to the night service. I'll be preaching this morning the message God doesn't give me, gave it to me for Sister Judy. So she's here, so I'm definitely preaching that message this morning. Amen. Amen. Yeah. But uh, here God gives Moses a warning. Don't, don't, don't make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land. we got people coming in right now. Uh, we don't have a border, and we don't have order to accommodate What's going on in America right now? That's right. And uh, what's going on in America right now is just political takeover is all it is. Uh, you'll figure it out <laughs> when it's all said and done. Uh, that your country's been subdued politically and uh, been uh, defeated politically. Uh, when they said I was politically correct, uh, that wasn't correct. Amen. But this warning here given from God to Moses is don't make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land. The reason God's driving them out and giving this land to the to the people of Israel is because He wants a chosen people. Uh, he wants a righteous people, a godly people. And all these were ungodly and, and uh, wicked before the Lord. And so God's driving them out. 
and uh, giving this land to Israel, and Moses is the one he's using. Somebody made a statement, I don't remember who it was now, made a statement that Russia would take over the United States and never fire a shot. And I began to believe that. Russia's not our biggest threat. Our, I know. Our, our politi- I know. political leaders is our biggest threat. You find that in the Bible in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. Yeah. When the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. Right. And in the last verse of Psalms chapter 9, uh, the wicked walk on every side when the violence of men are exalted. Yeah. I'm just telling you, you can't have a corrupt leadership. Uh, might as well throw this in there. Good places, ain't he? Yeah, go ahead. A little excerpt from tonight's message. Bob, M-E-N-E-K, or H-E-Z. Bob Menezi, something like that. He's a U.S. Senator. He's the one who campaigned on these words right here. You can trust me. Uh, he just got caught well, with $100,000 in gold bars. $500,000 plus dollars in cash money in his jacket pockets. A brand new Mercedes Benz, Mercedes Benz in his driveway because you can trust him. Uh, he got those for political favors for selling out your country. The other countries, I'll just tell you. Uh, you know, you got to be able to trust your, your leadership. You got to be able to trust your government to have a safe country. We don't have a safe country today because what we've got for leadership and for government can't be trusted. Right. Amen. Right. Uh, that's just the preview of tonight. Uh, he says here, if you do make a covenant with them, he said it'll be a snare in the midst of thee. Uh, If church is in trouble today, yeah. they've compromised the gospel, yeah. message, compromised, worship, compromised, yes. uh, how to worship God, how to sing. You know, I told you my pastor went to a church. I could tell you the church had been embarrassing, but he's a pretty smart man. They asked him to do a revival, Brenda. You know what he said? He said, first thing I want to do, I want us to sing, I want us to sing three songs about the blood. Jenny, not too far from where me and you grew up at. They had to go back there in the back and get the song books out that had the blood in them and bring them out. I was there. They was red faced. They had to go back and get them song books out, bring them out so we could sing three songs about the blood. God did sing revival, but he sent revival because a man of God was man enough or had enough backbone to put a finger on the problem. They took the blood out of the songbooks because somebody called it a slaughterhouse religion. In Isaiah chapter 53, it says that Jesus was led like a lamb to the slaughter. It is somewhat of a slaughterhouse religion, but without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And the blood of His Son Jesus cleansed us from all sin. You're not going to get too far without the blood, but a lot of churches have compromised. Yeah. Compromised. They had the song books back in the back. They had to go back there and get them. I was there. I was there. It's a Methodist church, I will tell you that. And my pastor, being a smart man, being a man of God, he knew what needed. He knew what was needed for revival. Hey, it was a good revival. I was there. The Lord here giving this gentle warning to Moses. He said, "Lest it be for a snare in the midst of thee." There, in verse twelve. Now look at verse thirteen. 
But ye shall destroy their altars. Well, what's wrong with their altars? It was still a false god. Yeah. Right. I think everything ought to be right. You gotta have the right God, you gotta have the right altar. God said ye shall destroy their altars, break their images, and cut down their groves. You see, uh, there is a difference mm -hmm. between the living God and false gods. There is a difference between the worshiping of the real God. We worship Jesus, the Bible says in John chapter 4. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. No other way to worship God. John 17, 17, thy word's truth. We got the truth right here. The Holy Spirit that's within us. We got the Spirit. We got the truth. Only reason we can't worship God is we're either too lazy or we're not interested in doing it. That's one of the two. Uh, I'll tell you, I was here Wednesday night. I was here all by myself. Nobody here. Instead of shutting the doors, I was singing, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. Then here come Ed and Teresa, they showed up. Hey, I done done singing the song, but uh, he, he come in, I was still speaking a little bit, but I'll tell you what. I was here, and I wasn't about to let up on the opportunity to worship the Lord, so I, I'd done the best I could. I tried to sing like there's a thousand people in here. Preaching these empty pews like full. I'll tell you right now, I preached upon the public square about the same thing. Yeah, I know you're right. Cutie been up there. Yeah. We shook it up there pretty good, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Amen. She's over there holding them signs, and I was over there preaching the Word of God, and we passing out tracts, trying to be a blessing. But he says, destroy their altars, break their images, cut down their groves. That's all false worship. That's all false uh, altars, their pictures, uh, their, their false gods there, those groves and images. Verse 14, for thou shalt worship no other god but the Lord whose name is Jealous, and he is a jealous God. Uh, he won't share His glory uh, with another God. Now somebody said, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Well, maybe not, but God does. <laughs> He's no respect to a person. You say, I just don't see nothing wrong. He does. He's a jealous God. Uh, he wants His songs sung. He wants His name exalted. He wants His children praising Him. He's a jealous God. Uh, he said, my name here is jealous. That's how we got grafted in. You're right. <laughs> Romans chapter 11. Right. We're a wild olive tree, I think, or something like that. We got grafted in. Amen. <laughs> We're a wild vine, but we got in. Amen. Amen. Huh? Yeah, Says, uh, Lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, verse 15, and they go a whoring after their gods and do sacrifice unto their gods, and one called thee and thou eatest his sacrifice. You see, the, the problem here is if you don't come out among them, if you don't remove them, next thing you know, you'll be right in the middle of them. Amen. And thou take of their daughters unto thy sons, and their daughters go a whoring after their gods and thy sons go a horn after their gods 
and thou shalt make thee no more than God's. God's just telling them it's going to cause problems yeah. if you make a league or a covenant with the inhabitants of the land. Uh, we're separated. Uh, we're we're a peculiar people in the world, but not of the world. I I, I tell you, I'd rather be in heaven, but I got wait for my ride to show up. Amen. Amen. But while I'm here, I've got everything I need uh, to stay pure. I've got everything I need to be a blessing to God. And God's just telling Moses here, I'm going to drive them out. He said, if you got any sense at all about you, you won't even let them come back. Now, I'm of this persuasion. You bring them in here. I'm going to preach the Word of God to them. God said His Word wouldn't Return void and a prosper the thing it's sent to do. I'll preach the word of God to them. The Holy Spirit of God will deal with them. They'll either, and I've seen them do this. They'll either run out the door cursing mad. Seen this quite a bit. Or they'll come up here and say, I'm wrong. God's right. I want to be forgiven. I want to get saved. I want to get right with God. It's either one. Hell, you go that way or this way. I'll tell you what will make a difference in preaching the word of God. The Bible says God chose the foolishness of preaching. Save them that believe. The preaching of the Word of God is what's needed today. Paul said, How should they hear without a preacher there in Romans chapter number 10? And how should they preach except they be sent? And I, I can't believe God called me to preach, but I will say this about it if you can get out of it, get out of it. It's a predicament. I wouldn't put nobody in myself, but God does call men to preach, and if He calls them, He'll enable them. But if you can get out of it, I will tell you this, it's not the Lord. I'll tell you right now, Paul wouldn't give him when he said he was a prisoner of the Lord Jesus. I'll tell you, buddy. But uh, it's also, it's a bittersweet blessing. Uh, I like it when God's in it. I don't like it when God's far away. I like it when God's right there. And I mean, He's saying sick of me. And He's blessing me and helping me. I like it like that. But God here is telling Moses, what they got, you don't need. I'm all you need. Uh, he's our all in all. And our all in all, His name is Jealous. He's a jealous God. He don't want His people uh, eating of the things of the world. He wants His people to come and dine with Him and to fellowship with Him and to worship Him. And He won't share His glory well, with this worldly God, this worldly way. But we've got today, we've got worldly churches. And, uh, you know, I'll work whatever i got to work with. I'll tell you right now, I'd like things to be a certain way. They may not ever be that way, but I'll work whatever i got. I'm headed for one direction, amen. I'm trying to get people closer to God. Amen. But he had said he got up early this morning. He wasn't alone. I was up early this morning too. And if you got up early this morning, you like us, you done got the, uh, you know, a uh, uh, preview of, of being a blessing today in the house of God on the day of the Lord. Uh, John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. This is His day. Amen. Verse 18, uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread Thou shalt keep seven days. Thou shalt eat unleavened bread as I commanded thee in the time of the month of Abib. I guess that's right. In the month of Abib, thou camest out of Egypt. I think that means April. Let's see here. Maybe it's got some April. Yeah. And uh, all that opened the matrix is mine. Every first one among thy cattle, whether ox or sheep, that is male. But the firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb. And uh, if thou redeem him not, then thou shalt break his neck. All the firstborn of thy sons thou shalt redeem. None shall appear before me empty. Six days thou shalt work. On the seventh day thou shalt rest. 
in the earing time and in harvest thou shalt rest thou shalt observe the feast of the weeks uh, of the first fruit of the wheat harvest and the feast of the ingathering at the year's end uh, thrice in the year all your men children uh, shall all your men children appear before the Lord God uh, the God of Israel uh, for I will cast out the nation before thee and enlarge thy borders neither shall any man desire thy land when thou shalt go up to appear before the Lord thy God thrice in the year. Thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven, neither shall thou, neither shall the sacrifice of the feast of the Passover be left until the morning, the first of the first fruits of thy land, thou shalt bring into the house of the Lord thy God, thou shalt not seethe a kid in its mother's milk. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write thou these words, for after the tenor of these words have I made a covenant with thee and with Israel. Again, we're talking about the Ten Commandments here. And he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights, neither did eat nor drink water, and he wrote upon the tables the word of the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments, and it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables, or two tablets of testimony in Moses' hand, when he came, uh, hold on a minute, when he came down from the mount, that Moses' word with means knew. He knew not, like Samson, he didn't know the Lord pardon him, uh, that Moses wished not, or knew not, that the skin of his face shone while he talked uh, with him. Uh, you know, you spend a little time with the Lord, they'll say, boy, he lit up like a light bulb. Yeah. I remember I was going to go over and tell them I got saved over at Bethel. I got saved at home. Open the door and they said, you got saved, didn't you? Yeah. I couldn't even get it out. They saw it before I could say it. Yeah. But uh, it does make a difference. Uh, your countenance will be different. Uh, Moses here, he's glowing like a light bulb. He's been with the light of the Lord and some of it's then rubbed off on him and uh, when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses behold the skin of his face shone and they were afraid to come nigh unto them you know this world they could use a little that we're supposed to be children of light and uh, we need to be trimming our wick amen spending time with the Lord I'll tell you right now I had a man come to me one day and he said, I want what you got. If you got some of that right there, they'll come to you. Amen. Yeah. That man's name was Mark Fisher. He got saved, didn't live about three years, died of cancer. But thank God, he got what he needed. He got saved and his face lit up. Boy, what a difference God made in Mark Fisher's life. Even though he didn't live long, praise God, uh, he, he got saved. And it was a blessing to know that he got saved. His stepdad asked me to talk to him. And I was actually trying to get out of it. <laughs> I hate to say it, but that's true. And I said, his stepdad's name was... Uh, Sam. Yeah, Sam Harper. Uh, I said, Sam, pray to God to give me an opportunity. I was just trying to get out of it. Pray to God to give me an opportunity, Sam, and I'll talk to Mark. And the next day, the next day, I'm sitting in the break room reading my Bible. I guess maybe my face was shining. I don't know. Mark walked by. I seen him walk by right there in front of the... I was in the non-smoking break room. He was going out there to the smoking break room. That's why he died of cancer, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, I saw him walk by. I said, Lord, there he goes. And then next thing I saw him come back. And he come in there that non-smoking break room with me. 
sat across the table in front of me. I'm trying to think what to say. What, what do you say? I mean, you, know, you want to say the right thing, you know. I'm trying to think what to say before I could get a word out. Mark spoke. Mark said, I want what you got. Let your face shine. Uh, let people see you read your Bible. Let them see you turning things over your food. They might come to you and say, I want what you got. Well, anyway, Moses here, they're afraid of him. <laughs> they, uh, they don't know what to do here. And Moses called unto him Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him and Moses talked with them. And afterwards the children of Israel came nigh and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord spoke with him in Mount Sinai until Moses had done speaking with him, he put a veil upon his face. But when Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. When he came out, he spake to the children of Israel, which he was commanded. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. And Moses put the veil upon his face again until he went to speak with him talking about God we'll stop right there anybody got any comment any question anything about that that's a good chapter we just went through right there crickets <laughs> alright alright let it sink in <laughs>